Welcome to CapTech Podcast. I'm President Sims, President of Capital Technology University. We're a small university in Laurel, Maryland, based on STEM programs. We've been around since 1927. We're focused on providing you a great career here with all of our degree programs, rather bachelor, master, or doctorate. And today we wanna to talk a little bit about cybersecurity. We have Dr. William Butler with us today, who's a cybersecurity expert. Dr. Butler, can you tell us a little bit about your background in the military and how you focused your career in cybersecurity? Sure. Um, my career started as a data systems officer. Uh, I was responsible for um, my first job was I was responsible for all the computers on the East Coast of the Marine Corps, believe it or not, second lieutenant being in charge of all of that equipment. And um, I was uh, my next job. I, I went to a mainframe operations center. Again, I was responsible for processing uh, all of the data, maintenance, logistics, and financial again for the entire East Coast of the Marine Corps. Again, a lot of responsibility for a new second lieutenant, but I learned a lot. The, uh, we've always been taught about security as a Marine, you guard everything in your eyesight, uh, everything you're responsible for, but I never really gave uh, cybersecurity much thought uh, until um, I started to work um, in a data, um, I, I took over a, a data section, Marine Corps, and that's where we began to talk about locking down our data um, uh, from the adversary. The adversary hadn't quite emerged yet, but we thought it was coming. So the Marine Corps called it network security. We thought if we locked down our networks that that would protect our data and our personnel. Uh, so I would say uh, I didn't start directly into, not very many people did go into security at the time. It was not a profession, it wasn't a specialty. But out of the data systems, MOS that I had, and communications uh, officers, we merged. And from that, uh, from that merging, we created more spaces to, to start to address uh, what was called the network security at the time, which uh, morphed into information assurance, which included not only network, but it included operational security. You see the old World War II posters, uh, loose lips sink ships. <laughs> That's operational security. We're big on that. Uh, data security, uh, administrative security. So a whole series of securities emerged um, of which um, uh, information assurance covered all of that into what we have today has morphed into cybersecurity. And uh, that is my specialty today. And that's what I teach. Uh, Mid-career, I started to focus on uh, building strategic communications networks around the globe and I, I entered into the joint world, uh, working with my fellow uh, services, Army, Navy, Air Force, uh, Coast Guard. We, we all had a concern that the networks that we were, we were building, that the, the DOD was relying on, were becoming less and less secure as we extended them into uh, other countries. So again, uh, we started to focus on security as well. Again, the network security, securing the data, securing the hardware, uh, it began to expand. And again, the, uh, the, the specialties began to emerge and the need for cybersecurity education around uh, 1998, 1999, um, the NSA started to focus on that. We already had the military focused on that and the NSA developed the CAE program specifically for that purpose to focus uh, colleges and universities on the educating 
the emerging cybersecurity professionals that we needed. CAAs are the uh, Centers for Academic Excellence by formed from the NSA, right? Yes, that is correct. Uh, the NSA um, uh, saw a need. Uh, they didn't see the expertise that they needed in the economy, Brad. They just weren't, uh, the interviews weren't yielding very many folks that they could hire and put in these positions. So they figured they had to do something. And that's how they came up with the Centers for Academic Excellence program to come in and look at the curriculum that these schools were offering and to give them suggestions and to give them a goal to reach. If you can teach uh, this knowledge in your program, you will prepare these students for a career in cybersecurity, uh, not only for the NSA, but for uh, other government agencies and for all of the uh, all of the other industries that are going to need them. Uh, if you have data, you're gonna need them. And that's where the uh, CAE program came from. Could you talk about your experience in either the military or industry and what elements does a university, if they have a cybersecurity program now, what do they need to include in those programs that industry needs for graduates, either for say you're a graduate uh, going for your first degree or you're advancing your career or your career change or what, what do you need for a university to provide the industry because they want successful graduates walking out the door and what can we do if we're at a university like Capital Tech to provide the best information to students so they can walk out to industry already advanced enough that industry is, is, is very happy with our students and their education? Yes, that's a very good question. Um, and that's why I'm here <laughs> doing the job that I'm doing. Um, the last um, in employer survey done in the state of Maryland, it yielded some very surprising results to me. And it, uh, it told me what I needed to focus on. Uh, some of the top things that employers were looking for was uh, not, not the technical, but so much that's important, but the, the soft skills. They wanted great communicators. They wanted graduates that could uh, function in a team. They wanted them to be adaptable and flexible. They wanted them to be uh, critical thinkers. And even larger than that, be, be curious and be a problem solver. Uh, you, you have to have the will to win in this area. It requires uh, many, many hours of uh, self-study on your own time. And uh, you have to persevere and you have to not, um, uh, yet, uh, failure is not where it ends for you. Uh, the, the failure in something in this field is where it begins. So you have to persevere. Those are the types of students that they're looking for. And after you have those, uh, those soft skills, of course, it's the technical skills that they're looking for. Uh, do you understand the technology? Do you understand the concepts? Do you have the skills uh, that are necessary, necessary to secure a network or to write secure code or to uh, uh, break code or write, um, write code to, uh, uh, to increase uh, protection with stronger encryption algorithms? or be able to break encryption algorithms uh, if you're working for the right agency, of course. So those things uh, our employers have told us and, and, and we talk to our employers quite a bit and uh, it is pretty consistent with what our employers are telling us uh, that they need, uh, what's, the, uh, what's the use in having someone who knows all the latest tools and, uh, but they can't get along with anybody <laughs> and, they, and they can't communicate very well that's not going to be very helpful to an employer. 
those soft skills are extremely important to all employers. And, and that's just as important as the technical aspect of getting the degree uh, from what employers have told me for many years. And, and certainly at Capital Tech, we focus on both of those. Dr. Butler, you're the uh, current department chair for our cybersecurity programs here at Capital Technology University. And uh, we've been, just been announced as the Northeast Region Center for Academic Excellence Regional Hub for Cybersecurity. Could you talk a little bit about that and the importance of that, that hub? Yes, I'll be happy to talk about that. I'm very happy about this uh, development. Uh, this was a very important win for capital as a small private STEM-based university. Our approach has always been to work with schools within our region, especially in the state of Maryland. What is striking to me about cybersecurity education, uh, having come in full time about eight years ago now, is that we work together. And uh, that was, honestly, that was a surprise to me. <laughs> we're supposed to be competitors, but we're working together. And uh, the reason we're working together is we're trying to solve a problem that's much bigger than us individually. Uh, NSA has, pro has uh, promoted schools working together to address the problem of not enough uh, workers available to even interview or hire when it comes to cybersecurity. So, so we do work together uh, to provide opportunities for students uh, from high school um, all the way up even, well, I guess we're going down to elementary school to the middle school, to high school, to college, and uh, on to work uh, in agencies such as NSA. Uh, the, the, the win um, is also uh, great for the region and that, uh, that they're going to trust us um, to advance the cause of addressing this challenge by encouraging schools to number one, to share their knowledge. And, and we as professors share uh, what we do in the classroom amongst schools. We share uh, materials that we develop. We, uh, we share presentations, anything that we can do to help a program that is trying to get off the ground we help them school programs that have been around for a while that are trying to enhance or change the direction. Uh, there's always a school in our region that is willing to reach out and help them. Uh, so you can't be a CAE institution unless you share. That's number one. And uh, that, that's our goal is to make sure the schools around us are strong. Uh, if we create a strong enough ecosystem, we're all gonna get the, um, the, the students that we want to get. All programs are different, and I always say this: uh, every there's a uh, there's a program for everybody. Not all programs are the same, so uh, every individual out there will have to find the program that most fits them and what they want to do. And that's what CAEs do in a lot of cases. So we're going to continue to grow the number of CAE institutions. And the Northeast region has uh, the, the most schools out of the uh, the five regions of of, of the CAE program. And uh, we, we have more schools to cover and uh, we co cover those schools by having regular meetings uh, within our region. We also uh, pr promote cooperation across the region among schools, encourage them to work together on grants, uh, different programs within their states, sign uh, transfer agreements amongst the community colleges and the four-year schools. Also, again, as I said before, to create the necessary pathways for students to get the education that they need uh, from high school to, to four-year school on to even a, a doctorate degree. So, and we're also, uh, as a regional hub, we're, we're, we're helping the program office to show, uh, show Congress 
that we seek the funding from, that the CAE program is in fact an important program and it's a contributing, a big contributor to the national defense of the United States by providing these uh, uh, very, very low uh, density, high skilled workers as they're called into our economy. The, uh, the, the industry market, now each industry, of course, is affected by cybersecurity and uh, these students are going out to work in these multiple industry segments or for three-letter agencies in the area. Could you talk a little bit about the job duties a graduate or an uh, advanced student may take on upon graduation and, and what's the market like out there for cybersecurity graduates? Sure. Um... In our particular area of the country, um, the uh, federal government is the largest employer. So a, a student, and I'm gonna talk about our region and I'll talk about a couple other regions that I'm familiar with. Uh, so a, a student uh, having the uh, ability to gain a security clearance is very critical in this area of the country. And having a, a certification helps qualify them to be uh, placed on a federal contract uh, so some of the duties that they can expect to have uh, right off the bat is that they, they will be placed on a team uh, that's going to do assess risk assessments of, of networks to, uh, to assess them for uh, vulnerabilities and threats against those networks and be a part of uh, creating solutions to, uh, uh, against those threats and vulnerabilities. So they may be configuring a firewall or an intrusion detection system uh, the, they, they may be writing scripts, um, uh, such as Python is becoming a hot skill, and, and run, run a script on your system, for an example, to look for open accounts to, um, to try to give you information as to what is going on on your system. Is it all um, are those actions uh, taken by those accounts? Are they normally what those individuals do? A lot of it, we're looking at human behavior now uh, to try to detect um, hackers on your system, for an example. So a lot of what they would do is try to harden infrastructure, as they're called. They'd be an infrastructure specialist. They could be writing secure code. Uh, they could be going into the agency and uh, uh, doing, um, uh, doing things like coming up with ways uh, to detect whether, whether a hardware has been uh, tampered with or software has been um, illegally modified uh, before it goes out for distribution. And uh, if a student happens to be, uh, let's say, uh, in Houston, Texas, um, where they might go to work in the oil industry or a critical infrastructure, or it might be in California, uh, working for high-tech firms or the financial uh, industry or healthcare, all of them are pretty consistent in that the, um, uh, you'll have to learn what the security policy is uh, for that particular industry, and you're trying to enforce it. You're trying to see uh, well, what are the threats and vulnerabilities and uh, what do I need to put on this system to make sure it's protected from this particular threat. Um, and I have to not only uh, uh, put that countermeasure in place, but I have to come back and continuously check to make sure it works as advertised. It don't always work as advertised. So that's why we, uh, we, we go through a continuous cycle of, of monitoring our countermeasures and our systems to make sure that they continue to be safe and secure. 
one of our, our master's degrees, our master's degree in cybersecurity has leveling classes in case you don't have a background. How easy is it for somebody who maybe want to change their career from non-cybersecurity to move into this field? What would they need to do? How, how difficult is that? Or is that something that is, is easily obtainable? That's a good question uh, because we are looking for um, uh, people to come into our field. Uh, it's become apparent that we're not producing enough of these folks through our colleges and universities. Uh, so we encourage um, uh, people that are looking for a change. Uh, and then it doesn't necessarily have to be related to IT or computer science or, or engineering. Uh, you just have to have a strong desire to learn but it's going to be hard. We have to be honest. Uh, we're honest with career changes. This may be one of the hardest things you've ever done in your life is to transition into cybersecurity. Uh, but the good news is that if you were willing to put the time in, what you're going to get back for what you invest into transi transitioning into cybersecurity, uh, you're going to have a very, uh, you'll be rewarded financially very well. You're going to have a long career as long as we have hackers and I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon. And you, you're going to have a very rewarding career and you'll be able to, um, you'll be able to translate that into a good uh, lifestyle. And um, because there's so much um, um, scholarship money and financial aid available for those that are going into cybersecurity, you're going to have very little debt in comparison um, uh, to, to your friends and family that go into other majors where these opportunities are not so readily available. Our industry is very uh, it's generous with get, giving away free training, uh, access to certifications and scholarships to go to school, especially for uh, underrepresented groups. Uh, you, you will find that uh, there is not a profession on earth that's gonna provide the opportunities to you that going into cybersecurity uh, will and uh, a lot of first-generation students go into cybersecurity, uh, they are immediately put in position where, number one, they don't uh, put their families in debt. And number two, uh, they're able to build a future and uh, build something to pass on uh, to pass on to their children. So I would say career changers, uh, please come. We created the career changer path because in the past we had to turn them down. Uh, because our, our program is very rigorous. Uh, it, it's not an easy program to go through if you're not a cyber a cyber major. So those level of courses prepare you um, uh, to give you the skills necessary to be successful in the follow-on courses. So again, our career changes, we really need you. We really need you to make that decision and come over to cybersecurity and uh, come into uh, programs like ours and uh, again, you'll be rewarded for it uh, very handsomely uh, after you're done with the program. Here at Capital Tech, of course, we have cybersecurity at uh, degree levels, the bachelor's, master's, and doctorate. Do we prepare students through those curriculums to set for any industry certifications? And if so, how important are, is it that, uh, that somebody who is in the industry take those certifications? And, and what are those certifications? Yes, that's a good question. Uh, we'll start um, at the entry level. Um, our undergraduate programs are set up in a way that um, if a student already has, possesses the certification, we'll give them academic credit for that. So uh, that, that will shorten the time they 
they need to uh, spend in the academic program. If the uh, student does not possess the uh, certification, we have some courses uh, that allow them uh, that the, 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 the content is, um, is going to be based on the certifications content. We, we don't teach to the certification, but we use the uh, certification materials as a basis for the course. So the, theoretically, a student in an undergraduate program, most that I've seen across the country, probably preparing them for maybe three, four to five certifications if they follow through and go ahead and sign up and take the exam. Our certifications are very important, uh, especially if you're gonna be a contractor, again, or a federal employee, uh, that uh, CompTIA Security Plus is, is a must. Security Plus is a must. If uh, students go come from a high school, that's a Cisco Academy, uh, they could leave that Cisco Academy at the high school level with a CompTIA uh, a, a Plus or a Network Plus and or Security Plus. We see a lot of students uh, that come from Cisco Academies that uh, have those certifications and get credit for maybe four to five courses. Um, so th those are the basic, the basic ones we expect to see an undergrad to have. At the graduate level, our, uh, our master's in cybersecurity and our other related master's programs, they are based on the, the domains of the CISSP. And the CISSP is the gold standard in the, uh, in the cybersecurity profession. And that, that means that you are at the top of the profession. You have at least uh, five years experience in the field uh, uh, and uh, you have the requisite and the knowledge it takes to serve as a, a security officer, a, uh, a cybersecurity officer in any organization. So again, uh, a student theoretically can go through our master's program and with the knowledge that they gain in our master's program with just a little bit more preparation, they can go take the CISSP certification and pass it and uh, put that credential on their name. And uh, that is your passport uh, across our profession if you have that CISSP to the right of your name. Last year, Capital Tech won the SC Media Best Cybersecurity Higher Education Program in 2020, and we were finalists again this year in that category, but congratulations to you. You won the SC Media Outstanding Educator for 2021. Could you talk a little bit about the, uh, could you talk a little bit about SC Media and the importance of that recognition? Yes, I'm very happy about that uh, recognition, uh, not just individually, but uh, for our program over the last couple of years. Uh, we have been re recognized by other organizations in the past, but I have to say being recognized by S SC Media is at the top of our profession, of our discipline. This, uh, uh, this organization, SC Media, is read by uh, the uh, chief security officers around the country, hold uh, SC Media in high regard. They get information. That, that's their number one place. They want to go get information. They want to find out what's going on currently. That they want to have an, um, a um, that they want to have a place where they can meet annually at the annual conference. To uh, uh, chief security officers, um, uh, they are at the top of our profession. Honestly, uh, all of us kind of aspire to be a chief security officer uh, because you are in charge. You're on the hook, and uh, everything as far as security for that organization revolves around you. 
So these, if I want to be where these people are in our profession and SC media is where they go. So in terms of recognition, uh, we are being recognized in front of that audience, which is the most important audience uh, in our profession. And again, I'm very, um, uh, we're uh, very fortunate because uh, the competition is very tough, very tough. Uh, we won last year, we were nominated this year. Uh, so I have to say that it's very tough competition for us to win is a feather in our cap. And uh, we hope to be there every year. So we know that um, not only NSA has uh, recognized our programs, but now we have uh, SC Media has also recognized that our program is one of the best. And uh, it, it remains one of the best. And we're all, uh, we're all proud of that. And uh, I'm most proud of uh, that the, the leadership at this university allows us to do the, the things that we need to do to, to stay ahead of the curve, to, uh, to answer the call, to answer the challenge, to bring new, new concepts uh, into the classroom, allow our students to uh, reach uh, higher and beyond what they've uh, ever reached to uh, achieve um, what they came to Capitol to do, which is number one, to, uh, to learn how to be a cybersecurity professional to get access to the um, employers that we have access to, to get good internships, and in the end, to, to get the job that they wanted. Uh, we make promises to their parents when they come here that uh, if you uh, allow your son or daughter to come to Capitol, at the end of four years, you're gonna be proud and uh, that they're gonna have a decent job and they can move out of the house. <laughs> so I think with that said, um, that recognition is very, uh, it was very rewarding for me uh, to see that and to, to get that, but it, it's recognition of all of what we all do, the, uh, the, the faculty, the staff, uh, and the students themselves and how good that they are and the accolades that we get from employers. Uh, we produce students, that's our job, that's our product. And our, our employers are very happy every year. If they're happy, I'm happy. Well, congratulations once again on winning the SC Media Outstanding Educator 2021. And we want to thank you, Dr. William Butler, for your time today on CapTech Podcast. If you want to reach him, you can come to the Capital Technology University website and find his email. It's on most of the degree program webpages. So you could email him directly with any questions. And I, we want to invite you as listeners at any time to come visit us here in Laurel, Maryland. If you're in the area, please stop by the campus or visit us online at captechu.edu. And thank you for joining us for another CapTech podcast episode.